Welcome to another episode of Beards of Four Radio. I'm Sasha. And I'm Joe. And uh, we're going to get into the NBA Finals. Game three is on in about, you know, less than an hour and a half. But before that, we're going to talk about what's going on at Michigan uh, in their basketball program and um, the presser that Jawan Howard just recently had. Now, um, a lot of people are saying that doing yada 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 it was a failed presser this and that and i could see i could see how they think it's a failed presser come out unprepared him and annual came out unprepared but i believe what else came out of that was that it showed that juan howard's very genuine he's very open and honest about you know what's going on basically i think he's green to letting us know that you know he's he's got to find his identity he's got to find out what you know he's gonna rest them I think that's um it's kind of refreshing. It's kind of refreshing not getting no you know uh, you know bull crap red rhetoric you know being spewed at you the same old thing. It was refreshing to have him say oh, I don't know what we're gonna do but you know what I'm gonna surround myself with good people and we're gonna figure it out. And um I think that's all you can pretty much ask for at this moment because everyone's looking at this like a failed hire, and I and I totally understand, and I'm that's why I'm I'm fence with it. I'm in the middle with it. Where it's gonna go, you know, you know, I want it to go. You know, you just never know. But for for Juwan to come out and kind of say what he said, kind of put me at ease. And then you know, with with yeah. with the adding of with the um, we got a uh, St. Joe's head coach who's been there. The, 34, 34, 35 years as an assistant and a head coach. And I'm saying the, the last good team they had was no four with Jameer Nelson. They lost in the lead eight. You know, this is a guy that comes with a lot of coaching experience in the CAA and you're inserting you. I think that's, that, that's a stud move for Michigan to, to get, you know, because all of St. Joe's, but dude's been a head coach uh, uh, over, you know, longer than most of these kids have been born. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, that's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of knowledge, a lot of, you know, help that Juwan Howard's really going to need to solidify, solidify himself as head coach and really take the reins over for this, you know, uh, beeline uh, foundation that was laid down. But, you know, and, you know, they retained uh, Sadie, uh, Sadie Washington. They re- retained their strength and conditioning coach, uh, Sanders. Unfortunately, Yaklich is going to go to Texas, you know, and, 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 and I don't blame him. You know, he's going to go, go work with Shaka. They're going to have a few, few good years, and then he's going to probably, you know, pay some of his dues and go off and get a head coaching job. Um, they also added in um, Howard Isley former NBA player who's been an assistant coach in and out of the NBA for the past nine years. So I think he's, I think what he's doing is trying to surround himself with the right people, which to me is a smart move because he's going to need all the help he's, he's going to get, you know what I'm saying? I think that Martelli move is the best move. It gives him a lot of head coaching experience to pass on. And hopefully that rubs off onto uh, Juwan Howard and, you know, and, and to the younger, to the younger cats, but you know, adding these uh, an NBA player in, you know, you just got to talk to these young men because obviously this guy has been around. He's had like six assistant coaching uh, jobs throughout the league. That, that, you can tell these kids, you know, you know, you you know the NBA players that they know, so it makes it them not knowing Jermon Howard 
you know, and getting endorsed by another NBA player, you know, that that much more, I don't know, I don't know the word to say, but that much more, you know, it, it, it makes it better for these kids to understand that these dudes aren't just relics of the past. They know what they're talking about. You know, so it, it, it softens the blow for me, but I'll still, I'll be on the fence until uh, the season ends, uh, you know, so. Yeah, and, you know, we're still in that area where we can't really say much about the hire because, you know, he hasn't landed a recruit. I mean, he's, he's had the job for, like, two weeks now, so you can't really judge too much on, uh, you know, two weeks of work. Um, right. Yeah, I agree with what you said about uh, the press conference. Like, he didn't use a lot of coach speak, which was nice. Like, it was a little refreshing. Um, but, you know, I just thought, like, maybe he could have prepared, like, more of a statement. Like, he didn't really – make much of a statement uh, was what I really took away from the presser. Um, right. Yeah. Adding Martelli from St. Joe's. I think that's a smart move. Um, you know, um, I don't know how hard they're hitting the recruiting trail, but I know they just uh, offered, I think it was like Joshua Christopher or something like that. He's like a top 10 player for the 2020 class. Um, so, you know, really like the next few months are just so uh, vital, I think for, setting up not this upcoming recruiting class because you know this one's pretty much set like a lot of kids are already uh set in their who they who they picked but you know for like the 2020 and 2021 and so on and so forth class like i think the next couple weeks and months are going to be super important in the grand scheme of things oh yeah for sure i'm just hoping that Maybe that uh, Dwayne, Dwayne and LeBron sends sends their kids there for you know the that the one and done year, but you know that's just wishful thinking. But yeah, you're right. Um, it could have came a little bit more prepared, but I just don't think he was. Even if he came prepared, you know, I just don't think it would have been. It would have came off right. And um, I'm glad he was genuine. You know what I'm saying so. It's like I'm glad he didn't push it and you know make him sound like you know. You know, um, he's actually reading from a script or something. You know, something. So that was refreshing. But not, no, I get it. I, I wish it was a little more. You know, uh, like there, there was a little more statement. It was a little more professional. Uh, we we had we, we have more clarity on what we expect to see from Michigan basketball. But you know, in all in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think John Howard even knows, which makes me you know you know apprehensive in in a manner. But I think. Um, with these hires that came, it kind of softens the blow, but you're right. It's just, it's way too early to even, you know, pass judgment one way or the other. Um, but one way or the other, we're going to pass judgment, you know, later on. And I think we're just going to have to play out this season and just see how it, you know, pans out for them. Yeah. And I wonder um, how much of an impact losing both Yaklidge and Haynes will have, because they were both only there for the, the last two seasons under Beeline. Um, but I know they did a lot of recruiting, uh, like specifically Jalen Wilson, uh, the kid who decommitted and uh, got out of his um, letter of intent signing. You know, uh, I know they were right. they were the main recruiters there. And I know um, Wilson right now, it looks like uh, Kansas is the biggest possibility. But, you know, possibly he he might, uh, you know, recommit to Michigan, but um, no news on that. So so far. Uh and you know, no ill will towards a young man. He's, in a, he's 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 going to a great basketball school. So, right, yeah. 
Yeah, but other than that, we're just going to have to just totally wait it out and see where they go. Um, um, I think there's going to be a lot of high hopes and uh, um, a lot of pressure on the shoulders upon, you know, Livers, Teske, um, point guard. I'm um, forgetting his name right now. It's, Simpson. I don't understand. Simpson, Xavier. Yeah, brain fart. But, yeah, there's going to be a lot of pressure on those guys, you know, to, you know, produce. I think the same thing with um, – God, I'm, think, uh, I'm drawing a blank here. And the other – the dude with the curly hair, I said he kind of looks like uh, – Oh, Brooks. Brooks looks like Prince running around there when uh, Dave Chappelle did his uh, basketball uh, skit. But, yeah, he's, he's going to have to step up too. So, it's going to be – it's it's gonna be a test. I think it's gonna be a test for everybody. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not expecting much. If they have a you know subpar season, yeah, whatever. You know, first season, I'll, I'll get the first season. You know, hiccups out yeah. of the way. But if it's just a complete, it's just a complete disaster, then I think it's gonna raise some eyebrows. Yeah, and you know we we did cover a lot of ground on our last episode about the Jawan Howard hire, and you know. I said last last week, um, this team was probably going to take a step back anyways. You know, you might as well make it a rebuilding season. You know, that's what Beeline called it before he left. Like, it looked like it was going to be another rebuilding type of season. So now it's just it's just a completely different type of rebuilding season. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, uh, we, we know what they're hiring. We know they're, they're, they're out there trying to commit players, but – we're just not really going to know anything until the season ends or kind of gets into the thick of it. But I'm, I'm, ex- I'm, sli- I'm excited to see it, you know, um, and I pull for them, obviously, you know, because I want there to be a healthy, a healthy, healthy basketball rivalry in state. I loved it. I've loved it for the past 10 years. Uh, you know, he, he, you know Izzo, it will and always will be the guy to beat, <laughs> you know. So, right. um um, I'm just, I just, I just hope that tradition carries on, and these are big games, and they, they both do well. Um, I just can't say enough how how awesome it's been the past, you know, few years watching basketball rivalry in state. And if people don't understand basketball, then they don't understand what we're talking about. So I'm just, I, I'm grateful for that, and I just hope that Juwan Howard can can carry that on. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Like, you know, we probably won't be able to say much about it until, like, you know, I don't even – we don't even know the schedule for next season, so we can't even, like, point to a game and be like, okay, this is where we'll know what we know. Because, you know, to be a bit redundant, you don't know what you don't know. So we don't even know any – we like, we don't know the style of offense or defense or, you know, if he's going to be, like, a fiery kind of coach or, like, you know, a softer approach. We don't know. So – It'll probably right. take at least, you know, probably the first, probably like in January, we'll be able to get like a proper reading and be able to really discuss it. Right. I'm with you on that. Right. And right now we'll skip on to the next level of basketball. The NBA, we're down to two teams, one and one Raptors, dubs, game three tonight. I want to know, we already got our takes on game one. What's going on with game two, Joe? What did what, what did you take away from it? Um, well, not to be like a super homer, <laughs> like we talked about last week, but I thought the biggest difference for the Warriors from game one to game two 
um, was the combo of Draymond Green and Boogie Cousins. Mm-hmm. Like, not just Green offensively, because he was he was an assist away from having a triple-double in four straight games, but the job he did defensively on Pascal Siakam, who exploded for, uh, I think, 34 or 33, 30, 32 points in game one, um, and then mm-hmm. was held... It, when when Green was guarding him, he didn't hit any field goals and was held at one point. Let me pull up the stats here. You know, he had 12 points. No, you're right. To play. Yeah, and, you're you know, right. Warriors... Green held him to Oh, go ahead. No, you're right. Green held him to one point, 0 for 6 shooting. So you're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. And the Warriors, they just looked like the more complete team than the Raptors, especially at the start of the third quarter. Because the Raptors, uh, what was the score at half? It was like, Raptors were up by like four or five going into the half, you know? The Warriors scored mm-hmm. the first 18 points of the third quarter. Like, you never see that stuff happen in a really competitive series. And it was it seemed like as soon as that run started for the Warriors, like, it looked like the Raptors were panicking because they'd never been in that type of situation before. Like, they looked... The Raptors looked a lot more tight while the Warriors were, like, loosening up, you know? Yeah, no, oh, absolutely. And and you're 100% correct on the two X factors. Draymond said after for game one, it's on me. I got to do a better job in locking down Siakam. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. You know what I'm saying? And then he and then yeah. and then he does his all. He does, he does everything else in in his skill set. He's gonna score you uh, low points. He's gonna get those uh 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 assists because he's gonna make that smart extra pass. And he's gonna and he's gonna run the floor. And he's gonna get uh he's gonna get those rebounds. And he's gonna just play mad defense. Exactly what he did against Siakam. Exactly what he said he needed to do. And it, and you can't say anything you know more about uh Draymond and his will to win. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then, like what you said about uh, Boogie, and Boogie came in, and Boogie was – Boogie, to me, wasn't Boogie. Boogie was a, kind of like a new Boogie. He was just cousins. He came in. He didn't shit talk. He, uh, you know what I'm saying? He, he yeah. took some lumps. He, he took some hits. But he kind of, like, brushed it off and played ball and was passing and was making the right moves at, ex- at when he needed to. That one time where he screamed in the air and they gave a tech, I'm like, why did he give him a tech? They ended up giving it to Curry for throwing the ball in the air. But Cousins was so mad at himself, that's why he screamed. He was pissed off at himself because yeah. he's playing a better game, dude. He's, he's more stoic. He's not that that asshole bully that's going to give you a cheap shot. I saw a game, too. He was that stoic, I'm going to play ball, and I'm going to do what my team needs me to do. I saw a totally different bully Cousins in game two that I've seen in, in that I've seen in previous, you know, you know, games when he did and did not play for Golden State. So I was really happy to see uh, Book kind of have a mature game, game two, and and you mix that with Draymond and and Clay uh, and Clay leaving. You know, once Clay left, I'm like, uh oh, you down Clay, you down KD, uh oh. You know what I'm saying? You know, they were they were they were they were swarming Steph Curry the whole game. No, Iggy, Iggy, Iggy is, you know, he's like secretly, sneakily good. He sneakily does stuff good here and there. And I just think that, you know, you're 100% right. If it wasn't for Draymond, if it wasn't for Boogie, that's a whole different outcome. 
the game too. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know what? Like you said it, like those two are going to have to bring it every night from here on out because um, it looks like Clay's not going to play tonight. Uh, Durant is definitely not going to play tonight. And Kevon Looney, who who is the either starting or the first center off the bench, he's done for the series. He's not coming back. So the Warriors have been hit with some uh, some bad injury news. And that makes the series uh, shifting to, to Oakland tonight and Friday night so much more interesting. Like, you know, the, the bag on Curry is that he doesn't have a, an NBA Finals MVP yet. Well, this is his series to prove it, that he needs it, you know, that he deserves it, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, because and, – and I also think that Draymond's in this fire mode because he wants to prove everybody that – to everybody that the Dubs can do it without KD. You know what I'm saying? We could do it yeah. without you. We could do it with you. We did it without you. We'll do it with you. We'll do it after you. You know what I'm saying? So I think he's – that mindset is also his feeling is fire. Yeah, Sasha, so through two games in this uh, finals, who is your series MVP and who has been the biggest disappointment? Series MVP for – are you talking about are we going to go for each side or are you just talking about the whole? Just overall, like who's been the best player well, in this series on the floor? If it ended today, if it ended today, I would – like if, if, if Golden State wins it up into this point, do what he's doing, the MVP to Draymond Green. Absolutely, 110%. Um, I think Steph Curry's greatness is going to get – it's kind of going to get trumped by what the other people do. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. Andre Iguodala being wide open for that three is uh, how good – my bad, how great Steph Curry is to draw a double team and leave Andre Iguodala that wide open. It's not disrespectful leaving, like uh, like uh, Steph said, leaving Andre wide open. It's not disrespectful at all. It's disrespectful letting you go one-on-one with <laughs> 10 seconds left in the game. You know, I, I kind of laughed when Steph said that post-game about it's disrespectful to leave Iguodala because I agree with you 100%. Like, if I... If I'm the the Raptors, I'm definitely taking an open uh, Iguodala three pointer when I'm down by two, rather than uh, you know uh, a one on one contested Steph Curry three. I think uh, the player I'm most disappointed in in the series so far has been Lowry. After what he showed uh, so far through the playoffs, it looked like he had turned a corner, you know, and had become really like the player that the Raptors had wanted him to be last year, you know, against the the Cavaliers, you know, he could have like taken them over the top, but he kind of flailed right now. He's looking like that again. Like I believe he had uh, only seven points in game one, which was a tight game, uh, 13 points. And he fouled out in, uh, I think in the third quarter in game two, mm-hmm. and that was a close game, you know, like you're the starting point guard. Like you gotta be, the main playmaker, you know, ideally you got to be like the facilitator. And then um, we're kind of, we're going to kind of disagree here. I actually thought that Steph had been the best player of the series so far. Right. Nice. Nice. I, I, I don't think, 
I don't think he's the worst player. I think to me he's the most disappointing. I think Lowry's a good one too. Lowry's Lowry's a great one. I totally forgot about him. I'm I'm just like thinking on the dub side, yeah. but I, I I'm I'm just not as impressed as I usually am with Curry. I guess you could say that's what's kind of throwing me off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I, I I guess I'm we're spoiled by Curry thinking that every shot's supposed to go in. Right. We're, but when but when you when you have such a high percentage shot, I expect that to go in. You know, we're kind of at like a predisposition with Curry. We're like we're always expecting to be wowed by him. We're like, you know, stat wise and really like energy wise, he's been putting up decent numbers. And but yeah, like you said, like we expect it like when he's got three hands in his face to uh, make it. You know, just be silky smooth from 30 feet or whatever. Yeah, so I think we're just coming at it from just different uh, standpoints. My other option, I, uh, on your part, I think Green was a great selection. He's really just had an amazing playoffs. Um, but I've said it a couple times, I just think Kawhi Leonard is the best player in these playoffs. And um, even though they didn't pull through in game two, you know, he still put up 30. He put up 23 in game one. You know, he's – He's got a really good plus minus uh, between the two games. So he hasn't disappointed me right now. Like Lowry has kind of disappointed me, but you know, Siakam kind of came out of nowhere uh, and really like saved not the whole team, but most of the team in the first one, I thought Van Vliet played pretty well in game two, but game one um, didn't have that much of an impact. And um, also I'm, I'm looking for more Gasol for the Raptors too. Oh, yeah, you're 100% right, because uh, if it wasn't for Siakam in, in game one, because, you know, Siakam and uh, Gasol had pretty good game game ones, you know, they did their roles, but, like, you're, you're right, they completely vanished in game two along with Lowry. You know, I, you said it right, I think you did foul out, like, towards the end of the third. That's huge. You know, you got, you got a whole quarter, you got a whole, like, 14 minutes left to play that's a lot of time in you know in basketball and you're yeah. and you got your number one on the bench so no you're absolutely right dude i just i that's that's i think right there's we we, we have this you know preconceived notion that this guy needs to hit everything he hits but um right. Lowry's even more spectacular one because that, that guy's been in an enigma where have you been he's had such a great playoffs and then poof gone we got to uh, just some more stuff on Juwan Howard after we got to see his opening press conference. We got to uh, the first two games of the finals. And, yeah, game three's tonight. Um, I'm not going to ask who you got in the series because there's just so many unpredictable twists and turns we could take. Uh, but who you got tonight? Uh, Warriors are coming in a bit um, a bit exposed almost. Like, not exposed, that's the wrong word. But, like, they're in a delicate situation in terms of who they can play right now. I feel like the claws coming home. You spend time with family. Batteries are a little energized. So um, I think him being on the West Coast, kind of being back home, probably seeing some family members, you know, he probably went out with dinner with his mom, you know, some folks. I think that energizes him. I think it's going to give him a little bit better of a psyche going in. But like you said, I said Warriors in six, but I honestly think this is going to go to game seven. You know, it, there's like usually you can I can see you know usually I, I feel confident enough when I say you know they're gonna win in, in this series by this much in this games but there's like a mist and I said it last time there's like a mist in front of this game where 
anything can happen. It's like dudes are coming out of the woodwork, and not only because, you know, because they almost have to come out of the woodwork. You know what I'm saying? You got guys down on each end. Lowry's fouling out early. KD and Clay are, are hurt. So you're going to have to see these guys, different dudes really step up. And like you said, it's just almost like, you know, it's a riddle wrapped in an enigma, you know, dropped in a conundrum. No, you know, and, and and that's why I'm so excited for this playoffs. The playoffs have been great, you know, two great teams, great players, mm-hmm. crazy situations. Let's see how they dig themselves out. For sure, yeah. Um, you know, I think we're going to see another game tonight where Steph and Draymond and DeMarcus Cousins all know that they have to really bring it from the tip, and I think that they do. Right. And I think Warriors win tonight. And then KD and Clay come back at some point. I, I'm sticking with Warriors clinching in six. Nice. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to go to a game seven. I, I feel like Toronto is obviously is going to have to steal one from Golden State. Mm-hmm. So um, might as well be tonight, you know. So True that. we're going to find out. Yeah, if they don't take it tonight, the Raptors, I don't see how um, they're winning the series because – this is Golden State with like as little weapons as they can throw at you since before Steph and Clay became the Splash Brothers. You know what, Joe? That's well said, man. Poetic, bro. <laughs> Welcome. So, um, question: Are you 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 going you going with the guy Mike Mike Olson to uh, B Dubs, right? Yep. What's your go to? What's your go to at B Dubs? Um, this is gonna sound really boring. I I love cheeseburgers. <laughs> I usually get a burger at B-Dubs, but I also like boneless honey barbecue wings with ranch. Love that. All right, dude. I like – see, I'm a bone-in type of guy. I think it's a generational gap. But I'm a bone-in type of guy, and I, I always go for the for the Asian zing, Asian zing. and, the, um, and the, the garlic one. What is that one called? Spicy garlic. Dude, those are my favorite. Yeah. I'll smash, like, those all day. See, I just like, you know, just sticking – Either like, you know, snatching the wing and dipping it and just, you know, eating it in one bite rather than like working around the bone. But I've heard Mike say that he prefers bone in a lot more to boneless. So, like, yeah, it's it. I, I, I guess it's a total preference type yeah. deal. But, um, the Joe, enjoy your food at B Dubs. I got crummy taco salad from yesterday, buddy. I'm gonna I'm kill some leftovers. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. All right, brother. This has been Beers for Radio. I'm Sasha. I'm Joe. Thanks for sticking with us on this one. <laughs> Later, guys.